Hello, and welcome to the Roam Around League podcast. I'm your host, former NFL scout, Tyler Roman. In this edition, I'll be taking a look at my top wide receiver prospects in this upcoming NFL draft. This year's class is just as loaded as 2020's draft class, where six wide receivers won the first round. A number I can see being challenged in April. I think this class has a chance to be better than 2020, which has a lot, because last year's class had Justin Jefferson, who had 1,400 yards receiving, C.D. Lamb had nearly 1,000, Jerry Judy had a nice year as well, and Chase Claypool. For Pittsburgh, you know, that's just to name a few. So let's take a look at this year's top guys. First up, you have my number one, Jamar Chase, wide receiver from LSU. He opted out this year, but last year he won the Blitnikoff and had 84 receptions, 1,780 yards, good for a 21.2 average, and 20 touchdowns. Amazing numbers, and he played down this year, and he's still my number one guy. He's my favorite prospect in this entire class. I just love watching him. You know, I love how he gets off the line of scrimmage. He's very physical, easily be suppressed, you know, very unique and appealing traits for a young receiver. You know, has a running back mentality after the catch. Very, very rarely goes down on first contact. Breaks an extraordinary amount of tackles for a wide receiver. He looks for contact. And he can run a full route treat at every level of the defense. He's a threat to score every time he touches the ball. He feasts on 50-50 balls. He's more of like a 90-10 guy if he's put in those situations. So you definitely have like your chance when you throw it up to Jamar. Very impressive considering he's only 6'1", too. Excellent body control. Great hands. Consistent hand catcher. Something I look for in wide receiver. I like when they use their hands. To me, it shows their confidence in him. He dominated competition last year, especially against future pros like C.J. Henderson from Florida, who was a top 10 pick. Trayvon Diggs, who was a second-round pick for Dallas, coming out of Alabama. Alabama out, out of Alabama, excuse me. And A.J. Terrell from Clemson, who was a first-round pick for Atlanta last year. He's better than his teammate Justin Jefferson. And everyone saw the success that Jefferson had this year, like I said, over 1,400 yards receiving. And I think Jamar's better. And I, I think a lot of other people agree with me with that in scouting circles. He won't run the fastest 40, uh, probably more between you know 4.45 to a 4.5 guy, but his play speed is different. Like He, he shows up on tape, he's able to elude, elude defenders, and it's, it's great to see. He's the number one receiver the day he's drafted, I really believe that. You know, I see a combo of Odo Beckham Jr., uh, just the way he's flashy and the way he makes plays. A little bit of Steve Smith, going back to his Carolina days, tough minor receiver, not the biggest guy, but great off the line and just a tough dude. You know, I see a little Stephon Diggs in this game as well, the way he uh, runs routes. He's a special player. He should be a top 10 pick. You know, I think he can go higher. I, I think he can go just as high as number two to the Jets. I think he's worthy of that selection, but I don't see him getting outside of the top 10 with teams like the Jets, potentially for receiver, Miami, Philly, Detroit. list goes on. Next, you have Devontae Smith from Alabama. Heisman Trophy winner. You know, he... Had an incredible season, over 1,800 yards receiving, 20 touchdowns, record-breaking receiving, you know, best. Won the Heisman for a receiver for the first time since the 1990s. So, you know, the stats speak for himself, not to delve into him too much. But, you know, he's neck and neck with uh, Jamar Chase with me, but I just, I like Jamar Chase better. I like the way he's built, I like the way he plays. But Devontae Smith is, you know, right there, and it can also be a top, 10, top five, top ten pick. He's a touchdown machine who has a knack for big plays and big spots. As a true freshman, he's the one that caught the game-winning touchdown pass to win the national championship versus Georgia. He's only improved since then. He's one of the top, he was one of the top route runners at the time at Alabama. He's one of the best in this class. Very strong hands. Consistently makes the tough catch. 
his size doesn't come into play in that point. And he's very elusive, elusive after the catch. He has a lot of shake to his game. Can take a slant or screen to the house, no problem, in a blink of an eye. Really smart, really smart player. Has a feel for uh, coverages. Finds open spots in the zone. Always comes back for and is aggressive for the ball, which is great to see in a young receiver. You know, he has a skinny, wiry frame, which I know a lot of people are a little hesitant about. And, you know, that's why some people think he might not be a top 10 pick, which I think is ludicrous. The guy's talent's unreal. He's held up. You know, he and his, it hasn't showed up on film where his, you know, slight frames come against him. His, his strength seems fine to me. He will be a premier deep threat on Sundays and will make an impact from day one. I see some Mari Cooper in his game, a little bit of Will Fuller in his game. You know, another guy that's, like I said, going to be a top five, top ten pick. Could go as early as two to the Jets, three to the Dolphins like Jamar. But again, I don't see him sliding two pass, you know, maybe seven at Detroit. My number three receiver is Jalen Waddle. You know, one word that comes, you know, immediately to mind with him is electrifying. If there was a combine, he should have had the fastest 40 at the combine. I, I, I At least I think that. He just has another gear and unreal acceleration. Um, you know, he had 25 catches for 557 yards and four touchdowns the four games he played this year. He had a couple catches again in the national championship where he gutted it out, which really just showed his character because clearly he's not a, he wasn't healthy, but you gotta love to see that in a guy that he put it all out there for his team in a game that, you know, obviously it's a big game for him, for his school and his teammates, but obviously could have really hindered his pro prospects. It really shows the uh, selflessness of uh, Jalen Waddle. Uh, but, you know, before that injury, he was blowing his way to a 1,000-yard season. He's also a prolific return man as well. He had three return touchdowns in his career. He's a tough runner who runs with purpose. You can see his return instincts every time he gets the ball. He's always looking to score. Uh, a lot of going slant routes, so I want to see a little more to added to his route tree once he gets to the next level. But I think in time that will come. From what I've seen, he has the talent to do it. Just I just don't think Alabama had him doing as much with all the other receivers they had on that roster. You know, has all the talent and potential to be a complete receiver in the NFL. Uh, will be, like I said, a great deep threat in the NFL. Thank God, Interstate doesn't seem like it's going to be anything serious long term. He did come back for a national championship. Probably shouldn't have, but you know, like I said, definitely showed a testament to his character. Um, if he's able to participate in his pro day, he should wow people with his speed and his acceleration. I think he's better than Henry Ruggs, you know, who was the first receiver taken last year. Uh, he compares, you know, fairly guys like Tyreek Hill. I see even a little Tyler Lockett in his game, a faster Tyler Lockett. Um, in you know, barring any medical red flags, he should be a top 15 pick at the least. Another guy that can go in the top 10. Um, you know, I think maybe the Patriots at 15 might be his floor. Arizona at 16 might be his floor. I think he's you know definitely worthy a top 15 pick. My fourth receiver I'm going to talk about, and I'm going to talk about more receivers in the future, but for the basis of this episode, I'm going to talk about Rashad Bateman from Minnesota. He's my number four receiver. He's 6'2", 210. Uh, one of the best receivers in Minnesota history. You know, last year in 2019, he had uh, 60 receptions, 1,219 yards, 11 touchdowns, and had 36 receptions, 472 yards, and two TDs in six games before opting out, re-opting out this year. He opted back in after the Big Ten season was put back in play. Bateman's on a burner by any means, but has more than enough speed. You know, to be effective on Sundays in a big-time playmaker. You know, he has a knack for the spectacular catch with a concentration drop sprinkled in there every now and then, but that's something, obviously, that I can think could be ironed out, you know, with more some NFL seasoning and coaching. He can correct that. Really good route runner. Knows how to use his leverage to break off defenders at the top of his route. You know, really effective in red zone situations. 
does a great job in 50-50 balls. Uh, really, really like his uh, versatility. He can play all three wide receiver spots. Really, all four of these guys can. They can play X, Y, and Z. You know, he, he had some of his best games in big spots in 2019 versus Penn State. You know, last year, he had seven catches, 203 yards, and a touchdown in that game, which was big in their upset against them. He did have a good year this year, but, you know, just due to small sample size, I don't really hold that against him. I, he's still going to be a really good prospect. Um, you know, I, I actually see some Allen Robinson in his game, and even Devontae Parker, you know, is one of those tall, you know, back shoulder guys that are also effective route runners. You know, I think he's going to be in play really from the 19 to 30 selections. I think Washington can look at him at 19 if they don't find an effective guy on the outside of, opposite side of Terry McLaurin. 20 in Chicago if they have to replace Allen Robinson, who more than likely will leave him for agency. Even the Colts that could use some more weapons for Carson Wentz. But really, I think that's kind of the range for him. You know, really effective player. I think he's going to be a really good player in the NFL. Those are, that's it for the receivers on this episode. Like I said, I'm going to delve into some more guys in later episodes, like the Kadarius Toonies of the world, um, Terrace Marshalls, guys like that. But I also wanted to talk about Kyle Pitts. I know he's a tight end, but he's effectively a wide receiver in a lot of instances. You know, I think if I'm put, grouping him with these four guys, I'd probably have him two in between Chase and Smith. You know, Pitts had 40 catches, I think 10 or 11 touchdowns this year. It's good for what a, every four cut is a touchdown. So Pitts is an unreal playmaker at the next level. It's 6'6", 230. Isn't the best blocker, but he's got he got better in the last two years at Florida. Um, if he's going to stay at the tight end position, but I mean they're, every team that NFL is going to split him out wide. I mean he's a glorified wide receiver. He's a big, amazing target that you can just throw the ball up to and will dominate. He really will, and I think he's going to be a great NFL player. You know, it's, it's going to be interesting on what teams see him see him as. If you think he's going to be more of a wide receiver, I have no problem with him going in the top five. You know, uh, like those to those Dolphins, Jets, even Philly at six. But, I mean, some guys, some teams you know, value tight ends differently. So he might go more in the 10 to 15 range for those purposes to like a New England or Arizona at 15 or 16, respectively. But Pitts, you know, he kind of reminds me a little bit of Darren Waller. Another guy, you know, Darren Waller was a wide receiver at Georgia Tech before converting to tight end in the NFL and has, you know, been a great player at that position. Uh, should have been, I think he was a pro bowler this last year, but he said back-to-back thousand-yard season for the Raiders. You know, difference with Darren, he didn't transition to the NFL. Tight end until the NFL, Kyle Pitts did it at Florida. Super young guy. I don't think he will even be 21 until after the draft. So his potential and upside is, un, you know, unlimited. So Kyle Pitts is a guy that is just a, chess piece that every offensive coordinator is going to want and you know crave in this league and Pitts like I said definitely be a top five top size top 10 pick could go a little later just because you know people define him as a tight end which I think you can say a tight end you're not the biggest guy uh, I guess girth wise you want to say but again he's like 230 240 and held his own in blocking he definitely got better this last you know definitely this last 2020 season so Kyle Pitts another good guy to look out for in this year's pass catching class But with that, that will do it for this 2021 Wide Receiver Prospect episode of the Roman Around League podcast. Like I said, I'll take another look at more of this year's crop of receiver prospects in the coming weeks. Next week, I'll release my third mock draft of the season, so be on the lookout for that. If you like what you hear, please rate and subscribe. Thanks for listening, and see you next time.